Hi friends, this is JFET. Whether you're around the corner or across the world, welcome to The Daily Walk. I want you to take a moment today to pause in Jesus and see what new thing could take place in your life. At the end of this podcast, you can download our app, Boulder Church, or visit us online at boulder.church to connect. And remember, we would love to hear from you as we prepare for our messages every Saturday morning on The Daily Walk. Good morning. It is Sunday, March 24. Welcome to Daily Walk. I am Becky de Oliveira. And I'm Japheth de Oliveira. And we are on a brand new day and a brand new week and a brand new series. So that's really fantastic stuff. I'm excited about it. We begin our Easter series, which is called Easter, This Changes Everything. And uh, I hope that as we go through this for the next four weeks, that uh, as we go each day, that you will think about the passages and the passages will be quite transformative and it will change everything. So let me pray for today. Heavenly Father, just thank you, Lord, for today. Thank you for all that you've called us to. Thank you for this week ahead. Thank you for all that we can prepare and think about uh, with our work and our school and our life and our family. And as we process the passage today, As we reflect once again on this uh, incredible story, we ask God that uh, it actually talks directly into our own lives and into our communities as well. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, we are reading John chapter 12, verses 1 through 19, today in the English Standard Version, the ESV. First subheading, Mary anoints Jesus at Bethany. Six days before the Passover, Jesus therefore came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, whom Jesus had had raised from the dead. So they gave a dinner for him there. Martha served, and Lazarus was one of those reclining with him at table. Mary, therefore, took a pound of expensive ointment made from pure nard and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But Judas Iscariot, one of his disciples, who who was about to betray him, said, Why was this ointment not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? He said this not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief, and having charge of the money bag, he used to help himself to what was put into it. Jesus said, Leave her alone, so that she may keep it for the day of my burial. For the poor you always have with you, but you do not always have me. Subheading, The Plot to Kill Lazarus. When the large crowd of the Jews learned that Jesus was there, they came not only on account of him, but also to see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. So the chief priests made plans to put Lazarus to death as well, because on account of him, many of the Jews were going away and believing in Jesus. Subheading the triumphal entry. The next day, the large crowd that had come to the feast heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. So they took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him, crying, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the King of Israel. And Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it, just as it is written, Fear not, daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. His disciples did not understand these things at first, but when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things had been written about him and had been done to him. The crowd that had been with him when he called Lazarus out of the tomb and raised him from the dead continued to bear witness. The reason why the crowd went to meet him was that they had heard he had done this sign. So the Pharisees said to one another, You see that you are gaining nothing. Look, the world has gone after him. All right. So here's the thing. I want to encourage you to read The Daily Walk if you're new to this podcast. Uh, Yeah, Sam's done a really good job this week. I edited it and I barely had to change anything. It was like perfect and (laughs) very well thought out. 
I have, oh. it gets my stamp of approval. That's great. That's great. Mm-hmm. So when I write the daily walk, do you do you feel the same way? Sometimes. Oh, oh. Um, no, never. I've never felt that way. But sometimes felt nicer. <laughs> Sam's just amazing. He is yes. so good. So Pastor Sam Millen has written the daily walk. He just this week. he has really great content. He's yeah. he's definitely an academic. <laughs> Yeah, Which, he is. you know, I like that too. He's a real thinker, good mm-hmm. theologian, um, and a great researcher and great writer. And so I want to encourage you to read The Daily and Walk. he lives in like the best place in the world, does yeah. he not? Yeah, he does. And quarters, oh. yeah. Yes. Yeah, it is Fantastic. good. Fantastic. Uh, and it's at, uh, you should receive it by email. If you don't receive it by email, then you can go to boulder.church forward slash daily. And uh, you'll be able to just read it there. And that actually helps you to kind of get a little bit of the picture, the insight that Sam is kind of pulling us through. Well, some context for mm-hmm. what the recalibrate question is, which sometimes can seem very di- um, directly linked to the text and other times. Yeah, you have to it's read the something Daily Walk. That, yes, you they've linked it. it in a way where it makes sense if you've read the Daily Walk, but not necessarily if you've only read the passage. Yeah. So it is a phenomenal passage. Uh, <laughs> I love John chapter 12. I'm actually in my church. I'm, I'm not preaching on this particular passage this week, and I have a, a guest... Pastor Danny Hernandez is preaching this week, and I'm so happy for him, but it is a phenomenal passage because it comes from the story that happens in the chapter before, in John chapter 11. But here's the question for today as we unpack it this week as well. Uh, Why is it natural for us to relate to God based on what he can do for us? Yeah, and this one, this question is directly Hmm. linked to the text in the sense that you clearly see that the people are attracted to Jesus because they've heard that he raised Lazarus from the dead. Yes. And you know something that surprised me with this? I didn't remember the the um, chief priest planning to kill Lazarus again. <laughs> because I didn't remember that. I don't know that I've ever known that. Oh, yeah. I don't know whether I learned it at some point and just forgot it, but yeah. I don't. That struck me this time. It is. And I think, well, yeah. wouldn't that have been fun if they had just kept killing him and, and Jesus kept re- just kept resurrecting, resurrecting him? him. <laughs> it would be like, I, I swear there's, oh, there's Deja a movie, vu. it's Groundhog Day, yeah, yeah. where I think at one point doesn't... Bill Murray try to kill himself over know. and over and over again, and he keeps waking know. up. I don't know. And say, I think that happens. I think it's it is a, and that's why I said that it's just it's a phenomenal text because there is this moment uh, where Jesus knows full well that as soon as he enters into this space, because he's resurrected, you know, Jairus's daughter before, but people are like, oh, was she really dead? I don't know. But Lazarus had been dead for several days. Absolutely. He's, he is dead as a dodo. And, uh, and so they are guaranteed <clears throat> in this case. And so he knows that as soon as he does this, it is sealing his fate in, the, in retrospect to the actions that's going to cause them to react. And sure enough, we read here in John chapter 12, well, they plot now not only to kill, they well, want they to kill do, Lazarus. But then on the other hand, all the people were pretty happy. And so it leads into the question, why is it natural for us to relate to God based on what he can do for us? And I think, yeah, that that does make sense that I think people always relate to anything in terms of what it can do for them. Yes. That if it turns out there's some person who can raise your loved one from the dead, I think you would find that attractive. Well, yeah, I, or if I mean, they could absolutely. If you heal your illness, if or they could, you if know. You're, yeah, I mean, for people who are innocently just saying, hey, I love the result I don't even of that. think of that as selfish, particularly. I think if you're the kind of person that goes after somebody just because you know, you want some sort of superficial thing like money or something like that. But there wanting are, healing, wanting sure resurrection, that doesn't feel like like that's a reason to think, oh, these people are really terrible people. Who wouldn't want those things? I mean the Bible the Bible does talk about this as well. I mean, there are there are other passages that talk about the fact that God that we love God because God loves us. 
Yes. And so there is this this kind of understanding that the reason why we relate to God so well is because, and so naturally, is because of what God does for us all the time. I think it's harder when we look at humans because we we do things sometimes for other, for each other in return and expecting something in return. Well, our relationships are always at least somewhat transactional. Yeah. I think. And so and so I wonder whether we kind of behave that way with God sometimes. Well, we, I mean, we always do. Like, well, do the only we, difference no, between do, us and those people, we expect that we're going to get salvation, like eternal life. They were well, hoping for something more immediate. Yes, a long term, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking about uh, those who want to negotiate something and say, I want, I want God, I understand you love me. Oh, I like God's kind of the genie in the bottle. Now you're going to do this in return for this. Yeah. Right? So that I, think I gave, some, Oh, well, yeah, no, I, I grew up with people often giving what were they called investment projects where people would pay extra money and pray about something. Yeah. And the idea would be that if you did that, you would get whatever it was that you were wanting. Yeah. I think also... And it actually, I mean, I've heard a lot of people yeah. testify to that working quite well. I think there's also something just uh, about the, the presence of who God is and, and the power of who God is. And so there is just this, it does call us naturally into a space of like, Wow, God is doing things. And so it is natural for us to relate to God in that way, I think, as mm. well. So, yeah, absolutely. Let me uh, repeat the question one more time then. And uh, as I said, we're going to unpack this text uh, this week. Why is it natural for us to relate to God based on what he can do for us? Talk about that with your friends or your loved ones. Look after each other, live love, and we will connect tomorrow. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Daily Walk podcast today. If you remember, if you have any questions, reach out to us online at boulder.church. And if you can help support us, please feel free to give online at boulder.church forward slash give. Until next time, look after each other and live love.